translation and during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence was sent from God's presence to an unnamed or unmarried rather girl named Mary who was living in Nazareth in a village in Galilee she, she was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel, verse 28, appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and you are, the and you are anointed with great favor. Grace to you, and you are anointed with great favor. Could you tell the person next to you, you are anointed? With great favor. You just don't know it yet, but you, you are. Mary was deeply troubled over these words uh, that came from the angel and bewildered over what uh, this may mean to her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and, ha and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. Oh, I like that. <clears throat> he has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. Verse 32 in the Passion Translation. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the, of the highest, and the Lord God will enthrone him as king of his ancestor David's throne. Verse 33. He will reign as king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limit Mary said but how could this happen I am still a virgin Gabriel answered the spirit of holiness that is the Holy Spirit will fall upon you and the almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory this is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son who will be called John the Baptist. Uh, the barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing is impossible with God. Or as the angel said to Sarah in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, or 14, verse 18, I already get, got it, always get it mixed up. The angel said to Sarah, is there anything too hard for the Lord? The answer is no. 
that Mary responded saying, this is amazing. I will be the mother or I will be a mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. What may everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel, the messenger, left her. I, I want to speak to you on the subject encounters part three. Encounters part three. And I want to talk about Mary. I believe in this season, the most important thing to our lives right now is an encounter with God. I believe that. Um, we had an amazing encounter on last Friday evening. We had a press, but once we got there, it was amazing. And the Holy Spirit instructed us. He said, um, um, I want you, Psalm 119, verse 164, I want you to praise me seven times a day, seven different times a day. I want you to develop a spirit of thanksgiving. I want you to have the, the aroma of praise around you. And I challenge you to worship God, praise him seven times a day and see what he does. Uh, also, just before I finish, I want to ask the, uh, the uh, congregation if you could put your coats off the pews so that people can sit in the pews instead of the coats. Amen. Amen. You can put them under the pew. It'll be all right. They cleaned the uh, church Last night, it was vacuumed. It's a rug, not a floor. And so we asked you if you could just do that on behalf of our members. Now, last week, last Sunday, the, the uh, children did an amazing job last Sunday. Can we give them a hand? Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. That, 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 was, that was a bougie applause. We're not at... We're not at the symphony, okay, 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 we are at TD Bank Garden, okay, we are at, we are at Gillette Stadium, and yes, and our team of kids did an excellent job, so can we just give them, oh, that's better. Excellent job. Excellent job to the kids and the staff who work so hard for them. And so one of the things that you didn't get was uh, at the first service was the, my sermon. The second service when I talked about the encounter that Zachariah had uh, with the angel uh, Gabriel that changed everything. That that encounter was so powerful that his wife who were, and he who were aged were able to have a child or get pregnant with a child who ended up <clears throat> who would end up being John the Baptist. And I said uh, last Sunday that there are four ingredients to an encounter. Four ingredients to an encounter. Just like there, if you want to bake a cake or if you uh, are going to purchase something, usually you want to find out what, what are the ingredients that make this thing uh, taste like it does or work like it does. And so there are four ingredients to an encounter. Uh, number one, faithfulness. 
faithfulness. You increase the levels of an encounter when you're faithful to whatever God has called you to do. Secondly, uh, the beauty of an encounter is, uh, I call it fragments, meaning that God can encounter you and go into the past of your life, go into the broken future of your life, and meaning that you don't think you have any hope, and somehow God has the ability to take a mess and turn it into a miracle. That's good news. In fact, the Bible says, it, and I love this scripture, I hold it to my heart, Job chapter 2, verse 25, the Lord has the ability to restore years that have been eaten away from you. That's hopeful. And some of you need to cling to that. I got a, I got a text message uh, about three days ago, and, and it was it's so sad. It was a sad text, text message. And it said, uh, Bishop, I'm now in my 60s. Did I waste my life? That, that was deep. What do, you, what do you say to somebody? And, and the evidence is that they have wasted their lives. There's, there's visible evidence. But do you think I'm going to say your life was a waste? Because part of Advent is hope. And I told them, and I gave them the scripture, God has the ability to take even the years you thought were wasted and put it back together. As long as you are alive, there is always hope for God to do amazing things. The Bible says, give me proof in the scripture. I'll give you proof. The Bible says after Samson made up, messed up, at his death, he killed more Philistines at his death than he did ever in his life. So God has the ability to make up for our mistakes. You need, you need to be encouraged with that. Somebody needs to be, because if you don't have that, what do you have? An ingredient encounter, the word encounter literally means face to face. Face to face. The Bible talks about in Exodus chapter 33 where Moses had such encounters with God. The Bible says that Moses spoke to God as a man speaks to his friend face to face. Are you with me? And, and this is where I'm heading. Moses had such encounters with God in the tabernacle. You can read it in Exodus 33 that Joshua, a young man, used to follow Moses at the tent. And in Exodus 33, the Bible says that one time Moses, because he was in the presence of God and the glory and of the counter that was having an effect regular Moses' life, the Bible says that 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 um, Moses, when he left the tabernacle, he said, okay, I'm done. The Bible says that Joshua said, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. So after, long after Moses left, Joshua stayed because he says, I want what you have. I want it to be such an anointing on my life that young people say, I want what you have. I want what you have. Not, see, see, I can give scriptures and I can do 
a lot of things that may be good when it comes to explaining the things of God, but there's nothing like an encounter with the Holy Spirit that causes another generation to say, I want what you have. Can, can I pause there for a moment? Is it all right if I pause there? Around the ages of 13, 14, 15, I remember going to both my daughters, uh, Vanessa's going to be uh, 29 next week, and uh, Jessica just turned 26, so this was years ago. And I remember knocking on their doors to say, hey, you know, it's time to get up for school. And I didn't hear anything. So I'm knocking on the door, didn't hear anything. Finally, I opened up the door, and one of them, because they, they had their own room, so one of them looking at me like that, I'm in the presence of God. What, why are you interrupting me? Knocked on the door of the other one. I think I learned my lesson. Knocked on the door of the other one. Didn't get an answer. Opened the door, and I found her, the other daughter, just weeping before the Lord. And I said to the Lord, wow, they've watched by the grace of God, the faithfulness of their parents in the presence of God. And they saw how it changed us being in his presence. And they said, I want that. I ask you parents, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but what I am trying to do is to let you understand it is better felt than telt. Do your children find you in God's presence? Not saying nice, neat prayers, but our hearts are saying, God, I really needed you. Because they will catch the virus of praise and prayer. And there's nothing like when your God becomes the God of your children. And my daughters were having encounters with the Lord without their parents. The last thing about this encounter ingredient is formation, meaning that you are more apt to have encounters when you're with the congregation than when you're by yourself. The Bible says in Matthew chapter eight, verse 18, verses 19 and 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'll be in the midst of them. You, you will increase the level, increase the opportunity of encounters when you're in his presence with other people. So let me, let me, because I know we have to let the Sunday school students go pretty soon, but I want to, this is really, this is really, and, and I need you to pray because this is really, the next two weeks, I'm really going to be speaking to young people, from children to teenagers to college students. I'm, I'm, I'm really want to speak to you because there is greatness in you that is frightening. 
And that's why the devil, the, the Bible calls him Satan, means opponent. He is, he is trying to destroy your life from the beginning. And it is imperative that you understand that he is not so much trying to kill you. He is trying to kill the thing that God put in you. Are you with me? The Bible calls in the King James Version. I like what the, it says. It says to me that the angel speaks to Mary and says to Mary, there's a holy thing inside of you. There's something that God has put in you that he wants worked out of you so that your world will be blessed because of you. Okay, let me run quickly. And so, looking at this time here. So, you have this, Mary, and, and, and I'll expand more on the other service, but Mary, uh, she, when you look at the culture of Jewish people back in those days, Many theologians and studies have come to the conclusion that when Mary received the call to be the woman who's going to bring forth the Savior, she was, um, Chase, if I can ask you a question, how old are you? 13, stand up. Turn around. You're so fine. Turn around again. Father's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, so... How old are you? 13. So Mary, you may be seated. Mary was 12 to 14 years old. So imagine, Chase, if God, an angel came to you and said, the hope of the entire world is going to rest with you. <laughs> Not the hope of the Opie family. Not the hope of Cambridge, not the hope of Massachusetts, the hope of the world is going to lie with you. God trusted a teenager with the hope of the world. Some of you are like, I don't even trust my teenager with the keys of the house. The hope of the world lies with you. And you may be saying, I'm glad I'm not married. Oh, no. There's something you're carrying that's the hope of somebody else. Very nice for you to clap for Chase, but you, she ain't the only one. She's a teenager. And the hope of the world. And an, and an encounter changes everything. The word encounter means three things. And then we let the students go. The word encounter, it means a, a chance opportunity or a a, sorry, a calendar event, a chance meeting, 
and a concordance. Everybody with me so far? A calendar event, a what? Chance meeting, and a concurrence. Okay. So, every encounter has already been in the plan of God, and it's supposed to happen at a specific time. Are you with me so far? Number two about encounters, definition that it's not going to happen. Encounters happen when you least expect it. In fact, encounters happen, and sometimes you don't even know it's an encounter until you look back and say, wow. As, as, as uh, Jacob said, surely God was in this place, and I didn't even recognize it. And then the third thing is an encounter is a concurrence. The word concurrence uh, simply means to run with, meaning that God is saying, now that you had an encounter, now that you know what I'm doing, I need you to work with me. Are you with me? Okay, so uh, uh, one picture is worth a thousand words, so I have seven pictures, which means that I'll be able to s finish the sermon. Okay, so in uh, 1973, I think we have the first picture up there, hopefully, uh, in 1973, uh, my mother decided to send me to Matanon Catholic High School. Okay. I was angry at her. I was mad at her. I was um, I was so miserable. I would I would you know, I, I still probably I don't know if I've ever repented to her forty years later, but I was I was really mad. How how could you send me to that school? Uh, you're Pentecostal, first of all. Why, why are you sending me to a Catholic school? But uh, you had to take a test to get in there, and I said, I'm going to flunk the test purposely because I don't want to go there. And then when I saw the test, I said, I don't have to flunk purposely. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to fail everything anyway. So took the test, thought I flunked. Uh, it was like SATs and and I was like, I, I, I didn't even give any thought. The letter came in, and I opened it up, and it said you got accepted, and I could not believe I got accepted. So I was so angry. After the first year, my, I, was so, I was so angry and so miserable that my mother said, you, my mother said, I'm 13, 14 now, she says to me, you're going to stay to the first year, but after the first year, you can do whatever you want with your life. So I, I, had, to, I had the decision that I could leave Matinon High School after the first year and go wherever I wanted. Go back to Sunville High with all my friends and act a fool, etc. But after the first year, I noticed that the discipline of the nuns actually caused me to go up two grades. It was amazing. I was like, no, I'm, I'm staying here. And so, next picture, don't laugh. <laughs> A year before that picture was taken, I'm in the cafe, cafeteria, me and this other gentleman, next picture, 
okay, me and Jimmy Menez, he lives in East Cambridge, and, um, and you know, we were both, at, we both actually played on the basketball team, and we're sitting in the cafeteria, knows what I said, and the count is what, a chance meeting, and this next guy, uh, Tommy Flynn, Irish guy, lives in North Cambridge. Back in those days, North Cambridge was a place that didn't really like black people. As a matter of fact, my parents went to buy, the reason why we ended up re being raised in some of those, because we went, my parents went to buy a house in North Cambridge, which is actually the next street over from him, I didn't know that later, and um, the deal was done, and then when my parents showed up, they found out that we were black and, and changed their mind to sell the house to us, and this is back in 1968, I think. And we ended up, that's how I li ended up live, uh, being raised in Summerville. But anyways, met this guy, Tommy Flynn, and he comes up to me and he says, hey, Brian, uh, City Hall is looking to hire two minorities, and all you have to do is show up, and you'll get the job. Now, you got to remember, I'm, uh, no, you don't have to remember, but I am 16 years old, and I'm working at McDonald's, flipping hamburgers. And... I was like, hmm, so I can go from flipping hamburgers to working in an office with a calculator at City Hall. <laughs> Hallelujah. I show up, me, me and Jimmy Menez, we show up, he was Portuguese, and he introduced me to Linguisa, and his mom used to cook lunch for it was a wonderful thing. And we, so we just showed up, just showed up, just showed up. A chance meeting, but a calendar event just showed up and got the job. And so at, at 16 years old, I'm working at City Hall. At 16 years old, what I say? At 16 years old, I'm working at City Hall and I'm working with this guy. Next picture. I think it's a picture. He's now city manager. Who, who would have thought that at 16, 42 years later, he becomes the city manager and I'm on his advisory board? That is the hand of the Lord. That is the hand of the Lord. And then he says to me, three years ago, we were talking because I was congratulating him on Louis on becoming uh, city manager, we've known each other a long time, and, and he, he says to me, did I ever tell you how you got that job? And I said, no, I, I, I always knew that they were looking for two minorities, and no, I showed up and they gave me the job. He said, well, it's not quite that. At that time, the city treasurer, the city of Cambridge, was said, we are forcing you to hire two minorities. And the city treasurer was so angry, he said, if you're going to make me hire two minorities, they have to go to Matnon High School. So God basically said, I know you don't want to go to this school, but I'm going to have to force you to be in the right place so that when I bless you, you'll be there. Turn your name and say, neighbor. neighbor. I think you owe God an apology. 
I don't want to move to Boston. I hate Boston. I'm from Africa. Why you have me in this cold weather? You went kicking and screaming into God's blessing. I don't know why. Why he like me all the time? Why she like? Why don't you just get? get, get. And then next thing you know, just look straight. Just look straight. Some of y'all need to really. <laughs> that's an encounter. And I really believe right now that there are encounters that are taking place with our children. God choosing certain teachers for them. God putting them into certain schools. God connecting them with certain friends that you have no idea that years later they're going to look back and say, wow, if it wasn't for that moment, where would my life be right now? 42 years later, I can look back and say, wow, God, look what you have done.